Hello and welcome to the round preview brought to you by Footy Life and Simmons Homes every day across Australia. It's tools up for Team Simmons because their people stand by their promise to start building your new home on time and on budget. So if you're ready to join the hundreds of Australians, they're welcoming home each month. Talk to Simmons, the great Australian builder. Before I talk to Simmons, I'm going to speak to my trusty co-host about round three, if you don't mind, come around quick, Gordo Meredith and Nick Guglielmino. Hello, boys. How are we? Very good, very good. Looking forward to uh, a round of footy for once. Um, for once? Yeah, I mean, well, Hawthorne are in some good form. I haven't been able to enjoy that for a few years. So Wowie. a lot of excitement heading into round three and just in there general is. as well. A couple of derbies. I mean, the derby and the showdown. Mm. Um, there's some big games to look forward to. Yeah, Gord, are you excited as Nico is? Oh, it can't be, you know. He's excited for a round of football that's never that's happened right. before, which is pretty impressive. And two weeks in, he's snoozed with that. But wake up, Jeff, and he's all aboard the board now. He is. Uh, I'm pretty excited, except for how we feel about Friday night. The doubleheader. The doubleheader. It's, it's trash. The showdown under, yeah, showdown on, on the overlap. That seems a bit silly. It's, yeah, no, it's horrendous. They should have scheduled it better. Maybe we could have got a, a, a Perth game on the Friday um, so we can watch it a bit later so they don't overlap because they're obviously trying to fit in the AFLW grand final. Grand final, yeah. So that's why they're, they're doing it. But still, it's stupid. Like, get it. no one wants to over. Like, you want to watch both games, especially on a Friday night. I thought it was, it's terrible. I'm not a big fan of that. No. Had a huge potential, but um, they've, they've stuffed it up there. They've stuffed it. Oh, well. They haven't stuffed this one. as Carlton Hawthorne on Sunday in the Arvo. And this is my much must-watch game, and I stole it from Nico because I know he'd go overboard with it. But for me, I think it's about what's real and what's not because at the moment, nobody expected Carlton Hawthorne to be two and zip after round two. And there's a lot of, like, look, look at Nick messaging us all the time. Look at the Hawks. Here we go. We're flying. You guys said we were bottom four. Look how good we're going. We're getting very excited. The Carlton fans are getting excited as well. Should they be getting excited or are they getting ahead of themselves? I think Sunday's going to show us what's real and what's not. Now, Michael Voss's men, the boys in blue, which you guys say I've got a soft spot for. I probably do, but it's nice to see that they're actually trustworthy now. You can tip them with a bit of faith. Uh, last week, I didn't tip them. Only reason why, because it's Carlton. And they've let us down so many times, but they look solid. Midfield looks solid. Up forward, they look they look solid with the, the twin towers kicking heaps of goals and mm-hmm. down back. We've seen Jeremy McGovern looks like a, a new player. Jacob Wiedering's re- return to form. Like I said, up forward, Charlie Curnow and Harry Mackay and Paddy Cripps. I mean, he's leading the brown low. So it looks all good. The Hawks, maybe they're getting ahead of themselves because round one, they look like a bottom four team. They did. They played pretty bad football. That game against North was shocking. But last week, they looked fantastic and everything went their way. They kicked 13 straight from set shots. They'll never do that again. I can promise you that for the rest of the year. Second thing is Port... Port were missing a lot of players. Now, they looked great. Oh, Don't get me wrong. Give me a rest. Don't get me wrong. They look fantastic, but they might have got ahead of themselves. I don't think they're, they're winning this one, but I'm happy to say I'm wrong about Hawthorne if they win because, I don't know, I like the way they played last week, but you've got to put it in context. So this is a must-watch game for so many reasons. Mm. I agree with you that it's a must-watch game, but I don't think I agree with you that it's going to tell us a lot. I mean, because there's going, there's going to be a loser and it's round mm. three. And it's probably going to be Hawthorne who's going to lose the game. Mm. But is, is that really that going might to point us? I don't think no, no, so. No, no, I mean, it might put in perspective, Nico, because if they lose, you kind of, it depends how they perform against Carlton because Carlton look like, a lot of people saying, oh, the new benchmark. I mean, Melbourne is the benchmark. They oh. look like a top four team at the moment. 
They do. They do. I think it says says more about Carlton than does about Hawthorne. Because as you okay. said, Jimmy, yeah, in, your, in your lovely introduction, they look mm. like a bottom four side week one. They look like well better week two. The reality is they're probably somewhere in the middle. Yep. Mm. And like, you know, when you as you said, they're not gonna kick fitting straight again. They're leading the comp in contested marks, which is not a great thing to rely on. They were clunk. Everything went their way last week. It was it was great to watch if you're a Hawthorne fan. But I think, you know, look at what they look what their weaknesses. They're still pretty, pretty young and undersized in the middle. Carlton will tie them up there. They still give away really good looks in the forward line. And Carlton's forward line apparently is looking really topish stuff. So if Carlton loses, I think it tells us more about Carlton. If Carlton win, then we can trust him and then I can expect it and everyone moves on. But I don't think it's going to be alarm bells for Hawthorne because no one thinks they're a top four side. Not even not even Nico. True. Very true. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, Nico, what's your must watch? Other than that, obviously, you'll be sitting on the couch uh, throwing a few froffies down on Sunday. But before that, have you got a game you that is a must watch for all our fans? I do, and it's going to be one of the two Friday well, not night our games. Fans, sorry, we don't have many fans, but footy live fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the two Friday night games. I've got the showdown, showdown 51. Um, as we, as you mentioned, it's part of the Friday night double header. Mm. And both teams are going into this game 0-2 and two to start the season. So neither will want to wake up Saturday morning 0-3 and three on the back of a showdown defeat. And obviously, Port, they're, they're, they were premiership fancies at the start of the season. So they're the ones that have to bounce back the most. Their season almost depends on this because what premiership team starts the season 0-3? and three? None. None. It doesn't happen. So if that's the case, if they lose, then Hinkley will be under some serious danger of losing his job. Um, zero and 3 starting your 10th year at the helm with no grand final appearances to show for it. Uh Leaves, with me, leaves me with no confidence that he'll be at the club by season's end. Ooh. And if the Crows come out and do uh, what Hawthorne did to Port last week, um, then we could be saying goodbye to Hinkley a lot sooner um, than September or October. Wow, so wow. this is a must-watch game for all of us. Mm. Big red oh, pen I- game for Nico too. Red pen through it Port, is. through the coach, through the contract, yeah. all after well, three weeks. You still have them as a premiership favourite if they lose this? Oh, not favorite, sorry, contender. Contender. There's a lot of pressure on Hinkley anyway. Even, I mean, you listen mm. to the fans, and Adelaide is obviously it's a two, two team town. There's a lot of pressure on them already from losing a prelim. But when you start the season, if they start at zero and three, the pressure will come because their, their perspective is we want to win a flag. It's no good getting to the end because they've had great home and away seasons where they finished first and second the last couple of years. They've been great against the time the teams they should beat, and then they just they failed the last step. It's a lot of pressure if they go zero and three. Maybe Nico's right. Maybe yeah, the actual come just, swinging. It's, it's not just a zero and three start as well. I mean, if you look at the, the way they played. they played, I mean that's yeah. that's two teams that finished bottom four last year or bottom five, um, but two teams we'd expect to finish bottom four this season, and they were both at the Adelaide Oval. So, yeah. But they've well, lost. Uh, Adelaide's lost their showdown last four times by forty six points. So, uh, you know, as you said, maybe destination, maybe it'll happen this week. If they maybe. lose, which they won't, Port will win this. It'll be pretty comfortable. They so. should. They should. Hopefully. We'll see. I mean, hopefully because I'm tipping them. But, yeah, we'll see. Gordo, have you got a must-watch? I do. And it's, uh, you know, we were all geared up down in mm. the uh, TLA office to, uh, you know, farewell some colleagues of ours down at what was meant to be Buddy's Thousandth Goal game. On uh, between the doggies in Sydney, but he did it a week early. So now the pressure's off. Oh. He can just relax. And yeah. he's coming out to the media and said that he's focusing on a flag now. And yeah. I think this game between the doggies and Sydney tonight can go either way. Either, and I'm, I'm also they, proud, before you keep going, I'm proud of you for doing this because you put the pressure on yourself that this pod needs to go out 
really, really quick because you put tonight's game on there. So well done, Gordo, for putting the pressure on yourself. I like it. So Sydney can go two ways here, in my opinion. They can either be fatigued from the emotion that was released last week, crazy mm. game. Even if you're not, like, not just Buddy, like, everyone. Everyone mm. was out there on the field. Everyone's, you know, it just hasn't happened. Won't happen again. It's a big deal. And either you can go, all right, that's done. Let's refocus. Or you're like, oh, geez, I'm knackered. And you just can't get up for the second game in a row. Yeah. Whereas the dog is on the opposite foot. They're looking at, they're looking at zero and three. And they've got big angry Bevo ready to blow up more journalists in a press conference afterwards if they lose. And so it's it's going to be very interesting. But like history suggests that Sydney's got the dogs measure, especially at Marvel. They like like playing the dogs down there, mm. and just little things matchups here like Petty McCartan re- reinvented himself as an intercept marksman, and that's the doggy's biggest weakness so far this year is being scored against on the intercept. So just yeah. little matchups to watch out for, little bylines, and of course the press conference afterwards if uh, the dogs do go down. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what his reaction is, Bevo, because already he hasn't started the season very happy. We know why we don't have to go into it again, but the pressure will be on. You know, we talk about pressure all the time, but when you go to a grand final, it's that curse, isn't it? Oh, what's going to happen to them next year? Did it mentally play on them? And uh, how are they going to respond? They haven't responded very well. And they've got a lot of um, weaknesses, I think. And it's not in the middle of the ground, even though they got beaten in the middle of the ground last week. It's two ends. Like Gordo said, who can they rely on to kick the goals and take the marks? They've only, they've only got, you know, uh, one 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 player is going to do that is Norton. He hasn't got yeah. much support. And then down back as well, they haven't been great. And Crozier's out, so that's another interceptor they're not going to have. So, yeah, pressure is on the doggies. You'd expect them to to have a reaction. But, again, I don't know if you can trust them after what we've seen so far. Nico, nothing to add? Fine, that's fine. No, no I, 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 I'm I backing the doggies in tonight to, really? uh, Why? to get on the board for the season. Well, I mean, they're zero and two. And like I said with um, Port, if they go zero and three, I think that's almost pretty much season over for, for them in terms of uh, winning a premiership. The, pen, the red pen. No, in terms of winning a premiership, I don't think you can back them after a zero and three. I think that, you know, I, they're I playing think they're at the home. only team, Nico. I mean, the only team that can do it outside the top four. So it's not all over yet. It's Surely the dogs. Uh, well, that's why I'm backing them into win tonight. I think they'll bounce back. They're at mm-hmm. home. They're playing an interstate team. Um, it's generally pretty close when the dogs and swans face each other, but I think they'll get over the line. They've got a lot of weapons. Um, they can do it. Yeah, no, fair enough. They can do it. Will they? Don't know. I'm still tipping the swans. Hey, let's go to the upsets because this is really what gets you your money, Gordo. Gamble responsibly. But Gordo, he splashes the cash on the weekends. And one of them he might put in here is Gold Coast over GWS. I'm not sure. I'm not tipping Gold Coast. But if there is an upset this week, I think it could be this one because I like the look of Gold Coast. They They won in the first round, sorry, against a depleted West Coast. But they looked impressive. Okay, West Coast held their own for a while. But last week against Melbourne, I thought they were good. They had more inside 50s than Melbourne. They, they just about matched, matched them for um, uh, clearances. So they were in the game. And Melbourne are um, above the rest. They are the benchmark. So I was impressed with what I saw from Gold Coast and the way they're playing. Uh, the new players they've got this year, I thought they've been good. And GWS, I have not been impressed with. Through patches against Sydney, pretty good but last week was really really bad their ball movement was shocking they're playing slow now they've lost phil davis who's done his hammy i think there's a real good opportunity here for gold coast to win this one the battle of the expansion clubs the old derby um so i'm not too sure i think that i think gold coast could do it am i brave enough to tip them no but i reckon gordo is we'll be back after a quick break
absolutely not. History is all against them, especially at Giant Stadium. They've never won the uh, the Suns at Giant Stadium, but, you know, they've never beaten West Coast in West Coast Mm. either. So, you know, history is there to be broken. West Coast (laughs) is a bloody waffle team. (laughs) Very true. And uh, the Giants, although they'll be missing uh, Phil at the back, have only conceded 44 points on average against the Suns uh, since 2018. So, History's against you, but I understand where you're coming from. And they looked good against Melbourne, but I reckon Melbourne's about ripe to be pinched. But uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Oh, jeez. Mm. There you go. All right, Nicholas, what's your upset? I'm going to refer back to that showdown oh, of Friday you night. You've only studied um, one game this week. Yeah. Obviously, I had it as my must-watch game, and <laughs> I've got it as my potential upset. I genuinely believe the, the Crows are a big chance here. Oh, hey, why? Um, why? Why? Oh, well, I think you gave Port too much credit um, saying that um, injuries are their problem, uh, are their main problem and mm. are their main reason for going down to the Hawks last week. I don't think that's the case. Um, I think it, it goes a lot deeper than that. That's just my little feeling. But, um, you know, if it is that, it, it's going to get worse this week because Trent McKenzie's in doubt again. They get no players back. Um Dixon's had another injury setback. He was due back this week, actually. Um, and now he could be missing a few more weeks. Uh, Robbie Gray's still out with the health and safety protocols. Alira Lear, Ratio Fantasia. Um, it doesn't get any better for them. So whether it's the injuries or whether it's something deeper, um, I don't think it's going to get fixed this week. Um, and yeah, I, I just think Porter are extremely vulnerable. And I mean, 80% of the Adelaide Oval is going to be uh, Adelaide Crows supporters. So it just makes it uh, all the more challenging, I think, for Port Adelaide um, under the lights and with the whole country watching. Are you tipping them? No, I'm tipping Adelaide. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Fair call. Fair call. I like it. I like it. You've made a good case. Well done, Nicholas. Gordo, have you got an upset for us? I went digging for one because, to be frank, I don't think there's many this week, but I believe in the bounce back. Oh, no. Of a team under the pump in the oh, media. No. And is there any team more under the pump at the moment than Essendon? Oh, no. They were the really? hype team. They were the hype team of the preseason. And we keep saying, you know, if you go 0-3, you can't win the flag. That's Nico's rule. The red pen will be out and mm. through you. Well, then, you know, that leaves Essendon in a very tight position here. Melbourne, right for the picking. They were great round one. Grand final replay, they had to show up to prove a point. Last oh, week, hey. the foot off the gas against the Gold Coast. This week, maybe, you know, they're not drinking their own bathroom. They're well beyond that. They're the benchmark. But maybe you take a week off. You're just a bit too relaxed. Really? And Essen has everything to play for. Probably their coach at this state. Because you know how Essen fans get. You know how they get. I'm not going to say he's going to get sacked, but the fans will be against him straight away. As we always see when it comes to to Essen and early season losses. So there's no no angle here. There's no statistical angle like I usually like to pick. There's no game style. They're missing more midfielders. Um, Merritt's gone. But just a vibe, you know. Just a vibe. You show something. Surely I want them to they sh- go and win. Uh, they've they've got to tag Lockie Neal. Surely they've got to they've got to change that about them. Well, you would have thought so. Week one, Lockie Neal. Danger- I mean, sorry, Christian Petrarca. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Have to go, <laughs> have to go back in time it. and tag. Go back Lockie in Neal. time and tag. Sorry, like what they didn't do against Lockie Neal. They've got to they've got to tag Christian Petrarca. No, I said Lockie Neal there. I was just thinking of last week. But the, the fact that they didn't tag him, but they go and tag um, Christian Petrarca. Well, you know what? They probably won't. He got asked in the media. They said, no, we're going to stay being aggressive. And he said, basically, what's the point tagging people? They're going to get, they're going to get their numbers anyway. Well, Patrick Dangerfield wasn't tagged. He got 31 disposals, 12 score involvements. Lockie mm. Neal wasn't tagged, 41. 41. Yeah. And uh, so he may as well just, what, just track at 50? 
It was fifty you know, against the Dons. The fact is, it's not like a, it's not like a Tom Mitchell forty-one. It's an actual impact forty-one. It's not like he just racked them up on the back of the packs and handballed them away. He actually impacted the game. So th- that's they're the possessions that kill you. Yeah. Mm. So surely, if they've got a chance to win, they've got to go and tag because that midfield's not big enough. They're not big bodies. They lose mm. contest the ball and they can't match it in there, especially against the best midfield in the comp. Surely they've got to do something. I don't think they'll win this. I don't think no, they can. I, but I, I don't think. Bagordo's tipping them. Oh, no, first. definitely not tipping them. But an upset <laughs> would be just the bummer swing out with a bit of fight. Maybe uh, even covering yeah. the line of forty odd points. Whatever I hope they do. I hope they cover <laughs> the fight. Uh, these, this one I'm going to mention might be a tipping comp winners because there's those 50 50 ones you don't know. Some of your mates are going to go one way, other mates are going to go the other way, and you need to pick one side, and that might decide the comp. I think it's St Kilda Richmond this week, Maddie's match. It's always a good occasion on the calendar, this one, for a good cause. But I think last week, uh, maybe people overestimated St Kilda after coming back against Fremantle and winning by 10 points. They, they, played, a, you know, some, they played about five minutes of good footy in the third quarter, didn't they? when Max King came out and, and kicked a bag, that's mm. a bag these days. Um, yep. I, I haven't liked what I've seen from St. Kilda. But then again, like Richmond played a poor GWS. So that could go either way. Still missing a few players. I mean, Jack Rewalt comes back in. Grimes will probably come back in. So probably Richmond looked the better side. But both sides still have a lot to play for. And I think you can make a case for both. So this is the one that's probably going to decide this week. So my tip is go for the Tigers. Although St. Kilda did win last year. At, um, that game when they kept Richmond to something pathetic. I can't even remember what it is because I've blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> but they, they've beaten the Tigers before the last time they played, so they could do it again. I think you should go to the Tigers, though. They looked hungry last week. I thought they were fantastic. Mm. I'll be backing the Tigers in. Oh, I yeah. think I think they'll get the job done. I, I haven't liked what I've seen from uh, St. Kilda mm. this year so far in these opening two rounds. I mean, it, it can all change so quickly. Uh, yep. I mean, a week's a long time in football. They got the monkey off the back last week, and so did the Tigers. But I think I liked what I saw from Richmond last week more than what mm. I saw from St Kilda. They they looked they were showing signs of their best footy there, um, if, even though all those plays were missing. So good on them, and I'll be tipping them this week for sure. Who will be tipping uh, West Coast and Fremantle? Which one, Nicholas? Is this the one that decides the tipping comp 50-50? I think, I think it is because um, obviously with all those players missing from West Coast last week and in round one as well, um, it's obviously hard to tip them. And Fremantle as well are always a hard team to tip because they're just so inconsistent. You never know what you're going to get from them. They've disappointed me a lot this season, actually. I think they were pretty poor against St. Kilda last week, which is why I'm leaning towards the Eagles this week. Uh, the teams aren't going to get announced till Saturday um, because of all those health and safety protocols and all the potential plays missing. But I think that they're going to get a few players back. But even mm. if they don't, I'm still backing in the Eagles Ooh. thirds team wow. to uh, come out and putting put in an inspired derby performance to get their season on the board. Dang. Yep. All right. I like it. Go. I'm still t- I'm tipping Frio. Um, that one last day. Why it's a 50 50, mate. Exactly. No, that's why. Exactly why it's a 50 50. Um, they've been really disappointing. And you know, when Lee Matthews comes out on radio and says they're the most disappointing side this year so far is Fremantle, that should rev them up. And you know, I wouldn't even to... say this. Look at Gordo's yeah, face. Say, why? You don't I'd, agree. Say, I'd say in general. Sorry, is, before. Is Fremantle the most disappointing side this year? That's what he said. And you can't argue with Lee Matthews. You definitely can't. It's a weird angle to go for a guy that's on Victorian radio. Maybe, maybe he was. Don't worry, about Don't worry about St. Kilda. Not Fremantle. Well, he picked Frio, Gordo. That's all I can tell you. And you should be disappointed too because you picked them 
what is it, last year you said they'd make finals, they'd finish top four, they could win the flag. So you should be expecting this year that they should be doing something. Maybe you should be disappointed in them. True, well, they're not they're not 0 2, so it doesn't matter. I'll tell you True. why they're the most disappointing side this Ooh, year. Yes, back up Lee Matthews. Why? Yeah. Well, over the last 20 years, the best thing they've done is make one grand final under Ross Lyon, and they haven't mm. gone anywhere close <clears throat> since. Okay, yeah, sure. so we're we're expecting them to improve every single season. And we're still seeing the same Fremantle side come out every That's single true. season and do absolutely nothing. But they did kick better than they did in round one. I don't care. Okay. No, fair enough. I don't care. They're, do I. Honestly, yeah. I mean, besides Angus Brayshaw, Jimmy, <laughs> I, I don't see any any positives coming out of Frio in the first two rounds. They just, right. they, oh, they just frustrate me. Wow. Well, hey. Okay. Yep. Fair enough then. Um, Gordo. Clearly, just uh, Hawthorne greats that are that hate Fremantle. I don't. Yeah, get there you go. Right tell me, tell me about Collingwood and Geelong. Is this a 50-50 for you? I think, I think this whole podcast has proven the one point I have about this match is that we can read way too much into two games of football. Yeah, I think can. if we had, if we if this was round two, Geelong versus Collingwood or Collingwood versus Geelong, uh, we would just say, oh, easy Collingwood, easy Geelong win. But now that Geelong loses in Sydney, you're doing Buddy Mania. Collingwood yeah. have a big win over Adelaide, who Nico now thinks is going to beat Port in the showdown. It's like, well, then obviously I have to pick Collingwood because they're the better side now because they've kicked 100 points two weeks no, in don't. a row. No, they've, changed their, they've changed the whole game style. Yeah, but Geelong can't be trusted to go back to back now. And in reality, what you should do is take a deep breath mm-hmm. and realise that Collingwood's rebuilding and Geelong is not a dynasty because they don't win premierships and they call them, they call Nico. That means you're rubbish and there's no signs of improvement, but, but they're, you, they're, they're very good and they're always top four and mm-hmm. they're a very good side and they're much better than Collingwood and they will probably comfortably win on the weekend, but mm-hmm. you can overthink this one. So don't deep breath. Oh, okay. Picture long. That's how you win your tipping come. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people will get carried away and tip the pies. A lot of pie supporters. Shout out to Frankie who listens to all our podcasts. Um, he'll be dipping the pies, I'm sure. But yeah, don't get carried away. I wasn't really impressed with that game last week against Adelaide. Adelaide was shocking. It's nice to see them kick over 100 points, though. I like the way they're playing. Mm. Definitely rebuilding. They've done everything you could ask from them, I reckon, so far, which is great. Mm. But Geelong can't lose this one. They simply cannot lose this one. And I don't think they will. But there you go. It's interesting. And you're probably right. A lot of people will tip the pies. So good one, Gordo. Super coach, something I'd. I'm not interested in that. No, it's all right. It's not too bad. I just don't play. You know why I don't play Nico? Because I forget one week and then I just crack it and go, no, stuff it. I'm not doing it. Someone who never forgets is Nicholas. Tell us, tell us, tell me and tell all the super coach nerds out there. What's an essential purchase this week? Well, last week I spoke about the players uh, that you have to pick up that are going to generate money for the oh, rest right. of the season. Yeah. Uh, the cash cows, you've got to get them right at this time of the, of the year. And this is your last week to do it because uh, price rises will be happening after this weekend. And the yeah. one player I've got on my mind at the moment is Tristan Sherry of North oh, Melbourne. 200,000 forward Um yeah, he's another early season cash cow. He's been slowly taking over Goldstein as North's number one ruckman. He scored 120 points Ooh. last week, 79 in round one. He's going to make you a lot of money. He'll be getting the dual position status in a few weeks as a ruck forward in super like coach. That. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think, I mean, if that scoring continues, he, he could be in your side for a very long time. But there you go. If, you, if you've already got him and you don't have Neil Cripps or Hewitt, you have to get them in too because. Okay. Uh, they all enjoyed big weeks again last week. I like that. Yeah, yeah. pop your cherry. I like it <laughs> this week. And hold on to Gorney as well, I think you wanted to say. 
Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people are getting trigger happy with Gorn. Um, He hasn't produced the scores like he has done over the last couple of years. Um, But you just got to remain calm. Don't Mm. don't get rid of him. He, He will return to his best. He's a champion of the game. I'd just be, yeah, taking a deep breath and keeping hold of Big Maxi. I like it. As they say, gone, but not forgotten. So hold on to him, guys. Hey, let's put your house on something. Um, Not your Simmons home, obviously, because you wouldn't want to get rid of that in uh, any way, shape or form. But this segment is brought to you by Simmons Homes. Put your house on it, picks. Gordo, you go first. What's your prop? What's your pick? Um, My prop is from a game that probably no one will be watching, the Brisbane versus North Melbourne game. Oh, yeah. And it's to have... Their highest scoring quarter will be the last quarter. Why? So, well, basically, North run out of legs. Lions mm. love to bash up on teams that run out of legs, and especially on the bottom of the ladder, especially at home. And the last four matches between Brisbane and North, the highest scoring quarter has been the fourth, usually in blowouts with the Lions just run over the top of them. So, you know, throw in Neil to get 50 plus touches, and uh, you got yourself a house there. And my pick, take a breath, mm. pick Geelong. Okay. They'll beat Collingwood. Very simple. <laughs> and breathe. Well. I like it. Very good. Mine. I'm going to go Isaac Heaney to kick two or more goals. And the reason being, kick three in the first game, five in the second. Man, he can kick goals. I love getting goals from anywhere, Sydney. Um, And a lot of uh, attention will be on Buddy Franklin. So watch this man sneak into the forward line and kick a bag. He'll kick two or more. So put that one in your multi or wherever the hell you want to do it. Don't even put it in multi. Just put your house on it, to be honest. Gamble responsibly. (laughs) You pick... My pick is Frio over West Coast. I think Nick is wrong. I think Freeman will get the job done over in Perth. I think they're a better side than West Coast with, like you said, a, a bloody waffle team at the moment. There's no continuity there. It's hard for them. It's hard for West Coast. I think Frio will get it done. Nicholas? Yep. Yep. Well, my prop for the weekend is Lockie Neal to get over 40 touches again. He absolutely tore Essendon apart last week. And going up against North's midfield this week, I think he will just rack the ball up mm. once more. So... Lock him in to get 40 touches. You see what I did there? Lock, locky. Yeah, no, that was great. Him. Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. Love that. Um, and my pick, put your house on it. Bulldogs to beat the Swans tonight. I'm disagreeing with you two okay. uh, with the Swans. I'm not as confident um, them coming to Melbourne and knocking over last year's grand final uh, side at Etihad or at Marvel Stadium. So, hmm. yeah, I think the dogs will bounce back in this one. Lock it in. Well, we lock, lock it in. I like them. They're very good. And you yep. guys are very good as well. And if you check out uh, the app, obviously all the full tips will be there. So you can go and abuse Nick when he gets them wrong for you. And actually, I've had a shot for this, this season as well. Any feedback, hashtag footy live. And we'll answer all your questions, all your feedback. Gordo will get back to all the abuse. We loved having your company on this one. And we'll talk to you soon. Go the Tigs.